0: Jesus Christ was crucified on Passover. He was buried on unleavened bread and resurrected on firstfruits. Now, Passover, unleavened bread, and firstfruits are Jewish feast days. It was Passion Week in Jerusalem when Jesus Christ fulfilled these first three Jewish feast days. Hi, everybody. I'm Jimmy DeYoung, and you need to understand the connection between the Passion of Jesus Christ and prophecy we have available for you a series entitled The Passion and Prophecy, a five-hour CD audio series that will help you look at the period of the Passion, the place of the Passion, the red heifer, and how Jesus Christ is a fulfillment of that particular Jewish ordinance. What about the Song of Songs? That's the Song of Solomons, and the Jewish people believe that is the Holy of Holies in Scripture. And then I'll be talking about the Mount of Olives on this series. Would you like to hear an introduction to the Passion and Prophecy, this five-hour CD audio series? Well, if you would, just stay right there because we're going to play an introduction, and I'll be back to tell you how you can get your own personal copy of the Passion and Prophecy. Now here's the introduction. The passion in prophecy
1: is important
0: as it relates to
1: time, the time that it took place. And all this was preliminary for what I wanted to say. I came to this point because I want to talk about the passion in prophecy as it relates to what Jesus Christ ultimately did on the cross in Jerusalem almost 2,000 years ago. I don't know about you, but as I started to study the passion, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and I started to think about, well, I thought about the theme, and I talked about the types. When I started to think about the time, I I, I started having some real problems. I realized there was tradition, but I knew there was an absolute truth. Tradition says Jesus Christ was crucified on Friday. In fact, the church calls it Good Friday. I'm not quite sure that that's an appropriate name for the day that Jesus Christ was crucified, Good Friday. But we all fall in line with it. And I I had some real problems. Uh, One verse in particular kept bugging me, and I couldn't get it out of my system. You know what it was? Matthew 12, 40. Look over to Matthew 12, 40. Let me show you something in Matthew twelve forty that just kept bugging me about tradition. I wanted to know the truth. What does this tradition have to do with it? Matthew 12, 40. You know the context here. The Pharisees come to Jesus and they say, Master, we want to see a sign. If you are who you say you are, can do what you say you can do, show me a sign. What does Jesus say in verse 39? But he answered and said unto them, an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. Now look at here. Here's a verse that bugged me. Verse 40. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now that thing kind of grabbed me and and I just couldn't get loose with it. I, you know, it's just like grabbing a hold of a tar baby. You know, you get your hand in it and you can't get loose of it. You try to use the other hand to get out and you get caught more. The sign that Jesus said to the Pharisees was all the sign that they needed was he's going to be in the earth as Jonah was in the belly of a whale for three days. Mark it down. One, two, three. And three nights. One, two, three. And I got to thinking, well, if tradition is correct, he died on Friday. And he was buried before sundown. Now, I know what the Middle Eastern tradition is, that if you're in, or referring to a portion of a day, you can count it the whole day. But he said three days and three nights. Over in the Gospel of John chapter 11 at the resurrection of Lazarus, He came back and he said, a day is 12 hours. Well, then, a night, I know, for 24 must be 12 as well. I can add and subtract a little bit. And so I got 12 hours in the day, 12 hours at night. And so all he has to do is be in a portion of one of those days and nights in the grave, or at least some. And I said, okay, he's in the grave Friday. That's one day. And then, of course, he's in the grave Saturday. That's two days. And then I said, well, wait a minute. Possibly you could even consider, and I did this before I looked at Scripture, and I'll show you why it was wrong. Maybe Sunday he was in the grave, but I forgot about John chapter 20, verse 1, because Mary Magdalene came and found Jesus not in the grave before sunrise. So it's still nighttime. But if he even said Sunday, three days, okay? Now, nights. He was in there Friday night. He was in there Saturday night. That's only two, but I couldn't get three. And so this verse kept bugging me. It's not the only verse that bugged me because that was starting at the ultimate end. He had to resurrect on Sunday or sometime on the first day of the week. And I knew Jewish days started... The Saturday night on Sunday started actually at 6 p.m. Saturday night. I went to 6 p.m. Sunday. Night and day is the way they operate instead of day and night. And so I started figuring. And then I looked over. Look with me just a second at John chapter 12. You'll see where I'm going in just a moment. Just hang in there with me. Don't get confused. Chapter 12, Gospel of John. You know, not only did Matthew twelve forty bug me. I couldn't figure out three days and three nights, starting on Friday afternoon, before sundown. Then I looked over at chapter 12 of the Gospel of of uh, John, and it says, then Jesus, verse 1, then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus, which were, had been dead, and who he raised from the dead was, and it goes ahead and tell that uh, Mary and Martha and Lazarus are going to have a welcome dinner for Jesus, and and I thought at first, well, now he's, because the next day is the Sabbath, and, uh, and it's six days before Passover, well, I, I mean, it had to be the Sabbath, right? Or or, or, or uh, if it's Friday, you go back six days, Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, Sunday, Saturday. But I said, wait a minute, that can't be right, because he probably didn't travel on the Sabbath. He'd been traveling, and he traveled about 25 miles from where he was to get to where he was going to be with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, in Bethany. And I said, well, maybe he did break the Sabbath again. He had broken the Sabbath before, so that was a possibility he could break the Sabbath. But then I looked at chapter 12, verse 12, and it says this, And on the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming into Jerusalem, took branches, and he's starting to talk about now that traditional time of Palm Sunday. But I said, that's ridiculous. There's no such thing as Palm Sunday. Because I had been teaching Mark chapter 11. I stand on the Mount of Olives when I take tours to Israel. If you don't take Woods, be sure to take mine. I, I, I stand on the Mount of Olives and I teach about Palm Sunday, which is a misnomer, which is only tradition and absolutely wrong. Because you know what it says in Mark 11? You can study it later. Mark it down. Take notes and write it down and spend some time studying later. But you know what it says? Whatever day it was, Jesus Christ came down off the Mount of Olives on a donkey that never had been ridden before. Everybody yelling, Hosanna in the highest, waving their palm branches, and he comes down to the temple. You know what it says? He walked into the temple and he looked around. Everything must have been all right because he didn't say a word. He walked out of the temple. He got up to the place of... Uh, The Kidron Valley walked up to the Mount of Olives, went over to Mary and Martha and Lazarus' house, spent the night. Then Mark 11 says, and the next morning, he walked from Bethany down through the Kidron Valley, up into the Temple Mount, walks into the temple, and he gets ticked off. Because as he walks into the temple, he sees these money changers in there. And he takes a rope and makes it into a whip, and he goes over and throws that table over. And he takes that whip and starts beating them out of it. Don't you dare merchandise in my father's house. This is a house of prayer. And then he leaves the Temple Mount, walks across the Kidron Valley, up on the Mount of Olives to Bethany, spends the night with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And the next day, he walks out of Bethany, across the Kidron Valley, out of the Mount of Olives, up on the Temple Mount, walks in and sits down in the temple area, the complex, and starts to teach. You know what he did the first day? He came down as the potentate, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. That's what the people are saying. Hosanna in the highest, the potentate. Here he comes. And I can guarantee that wasn't Saturday. Excuse me, that wasn't Sunday. You know how I know it wasn't Sunday? Because when he walked into the temple, the money changers weren't there. You know why? Why? It was a Sabbath. And they didn't show up on the Sabbath. And when he walked in, had those money changers been there, he would have thrown that table over then. He walked in as the potentate, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, on Palm Saturday. And then he left and went to Bethany and came back on Sunday when the money changers were back there in the temple. He threw them out. By the way, the second day, he came down as the priest of the temple. Potentate, the first day, Saturday. Priest of the temple, second day, Sunday. Third day, he came down and went up on the temple complex and started to teach. He came down as the prophet. give you a three-point outline. You can get your own poem and preach that message. There it is. Potentate, priest, and prophet. And I knew this. And now I said, John 12, 1 says... Six days before the Passover. And the next day was Shabbat, the Sabbath. Had to come down on Friday. Six days before Passover. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's six days before Passover. Passover is Thursday. And I said, now what am I going to do? I got this end coming back and this end going forward. I got to figure it out. From the Friday that Jesus comes in, John chapter 12, verse 1, to the Sunday before 6 a.m. when Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead. John 20, verse 1. And it said that Mary Magdalene, you can look up John 20, verse 1. Mary Magdalene came before sunrise while it was yet dark. And Jesus wasn't in the grave. So Jesus Christ sometime during that night between, you see the 6 a.m.s here? The black lines are 6 a.m. The red lines are 6 p.m. Because, basically, Friday started at 6 p.m. on Thursday and goes to 6 p.m. on Friday. Saturday started. This is Jewish days. You understand what I'm saying? Who are we dealing with here in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Jews. Okay, and so Saturday, Shabbat starts at 6 p.m. on Friday, goes to 6 p.m. on Saturday. Here's the Shabbat. By the way, here's John 12 and Mark 11 that I talked about. And then six days, here's one day, two days, three days, four days, five days, six days, comes up to Wednesday. Well, I got it going this way. Now let me see. How long was he in the grave? Three days and three nights. Oh, let me see if it works. (laughs) Do you think I'm having fun doing this? You better believe it. Here's one night, because it was sometime between sundown, 6 p.m. Saturday, and sunrise, 6 a.m. Sunday. Christ resurrected from the dead. It could have been right after sundown, as far as I know. Nobody was there. The 6 a.m., there's two nights, two days, three nights, three days. Puts him right here in the grave on Thursday afternoon. According to Matthew and John, at the what hour? Ninth hour? At the sixth hour, it became dark. And from the sixth to the ninth hour, it was dark. And then it became light again. And at the ninth hour, he was crucified. And so I submit to you, and you can study in it. And I'm going to be here all week. And if you disagree with me, you have a right to do that. You have a right to be wrong if you'd like to. But I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate myself. I'm so mean. (laughs) Anyway, if you'd love to talk with me, I'd love to discuss it. I have studied all four Gospels. I know I'm making this simplistic right now, but I've studied all four Gospels and every ramification of it. For example, they said uh, over here in Matthew chapter 26, verse 2, Jesus said two days before Passover, I've got to die on Passover. They're going to crucify me on Passover. Oh, by the way, you study John chapter 4, you'll find out that the only time it could have been Thursday was in 30 A.D. And I think that's when Jesus Christ was crucified, not 32, because he was born before Herod died in 4 B.C. So, uh, adding all of it up, starts to come together for me. And you look over here in in, uh, John chapter 19, verse 31, where it says... And the priest wanted to make sure he was buried before the Sabbath. Not Saturday, because it says then, because this was a special holy Sabbath. You go back to the book of Leviticus, chapter 23, verse 7, where it says, Unleavened Bread. You know what that is? It's a high, holy convocation. It's a special holy Sabbath. And then there were two Sabbaths in a row, see? And and, and by the way, If he died on Passover, it was essential because of what I'm going to tell you in just a moment, he would have been put in the grave in unleavened bread. You know what unleavened bread is talking about? Oh, we say it's talking about sin. I would disagree. Now, it may have some picture of sin. Let me tell you what I believe it's talking about.
0: The Passion and Prophecy is the title of a series, a five-hour CD audio series that deals with the passion of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Where did it happen? What day did it happen? How did it all come about? How does the red heifer play into that? What about the Mount of Olives? And what about the Song of Songs, which is a Bible book that is the Holy of Holies for the Jewish people? All of this, a part of this five-hour CD audio series, The Passion and Prophecy. It's available. You can go to our website, ww www.prophecytoday.com. Go to the shopping mall and click on the Passion and Prophecy. We'll tell you how you can get your copy. Or you can call our toll-free number and order it from those who will be in the office responding to your call. That toll-free number, 8-Prophecy-8, 8 8, that's 877-674-3298. It's a toll-free number from all across America. Call right now and order your copy, the five-hour CD audio series of the Passion and Prophecy. And what you're going to come to realize is that we're quickly approaching the time when Jesus will shout to call us to be with Him in the heavens. You know, that could happen at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until.